My head feels like it's lodged between the buttocks of a fat and sexually rageful goat. Yennefer! If there are dirty knuckle bones in your pocket, God help you. Yennefer! It's The Witcher Season 2. Welcome to The Center Cut. I'm Dave. And I am Michael. And today we are circling all the way back to 2020, before the pandemic, before all hell broke loose, to visit another buff boy. We finally have a second season of The Witcher. That is right. 75 episodes ago, we covered the ends of season one. 75. It was so long ago. Been a wild ride in between. Last time I opined that I'm not the right kind of nerdy to truly appreciate this show. I think it still holds true. I'm a words, numbers, and time travel kind of nerd, not a comic book dragons and wizard nerd. So that's that's where this kind of loses me. And also last time I created my infamous test to decide if somebody would be a fan of The Witcher. Infamous seems like a strong word, but fine. Go back and check it out if you haven't. I stand by it. But I thought that I would commemorate season two with a new test. <laughs> so if at least two out of the three following things are true, you will be a fan of The Witcher. Number one, you enjoyed Game of Thrones, not for the nudity, but for the made up creatures. Number two. You have cared for or entertained the idea of caring for a pet reptile. Number three, at any point in your life, you have listened to that Evanescence song and done the wake me up part. And bonus points. Number four, not counting Halloween or for a theater production, you have worn a shirt or coat with metal buckles on it. I think I'm only one for four. Wow. I think I've seen some buckles on you before. I, I mean, I don't know if I've ever had a jacket with, like, legit buckles. I've seen you buckle. Maybe I'm confusing the two things. You've seen me buckle. Maybe. Yeah. Well, we both went back and watched season one. David, can I be honest with you here? Yeah. I never went back and watched it. <laughs> oh, my God. You son of a bitch. Every time you talked about it, I never mentioned that I didn't watch it. I would just be like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm glad you're watching it, David. I feel like I know everything I need to know. Whatever. Well, a few notes from season one after going back and watching the middle. First of all, Yennefer before she ascended. Woof. Not great. Really? Also, I don't understand how in our season one episode, because it was so long ago, I went back and listened to it as well so I could remember what the fuck we talked about. First of all, we were wrong about so many, many things, but... (laughs) We talked a lot about the names in the show and how you hated them and the, their made-upness, but we never talked about Mouse Sack. How did we never talk about Mouse Sack? It boggles my mind. You name a character Rat Balls, like that, that's just a bold choice. I don't understand how we didn't talk about that. How did we talk about everyone else's <laughs> names, but not that one? Wild. Crazy. But lastly, I just want to take a moment to apologize to everyone for having to listen to Michael complain for an hour about it not being in the future. <laughs> Still holds true. We've watched a million shows that have been in the past and you've liked them. So no, no. this one you like had a hard and fast rule that anything in the past is garbage. I stand by but it. But then we've watched things since that you like. No, I can't think of one. You've given pretty high center count scores to Outlander. Well, I, yeah, I, I don't know. 
I have no argument there. <laughs> well, anyway, David, we watched the first episode and last episode of season two. Some of us watched all of season one. Some of us. And we're going to recap those ends. And then we have many questions to help us guess about the middle. The series is a Netflix show based on a video game series based on a book series. If you want to hear someone fuck up the name of the author, go back and listen to the first episode. Michael did a very bad job. <laughs> season one did sport a 68 on Rotten Tomatoes, while season two currently actually has a 94. Wow. Uh, so it, according to Rotten Tomatoes, it, it seems like they're enjoying the second season better. It stars Henry Cavill, Anya Chalotra. Is that how we pronounce it? Mm. And Freya Allen. Let's get into these recaps. Let's do it. Season two, episode one, titled A Grain of Truth. We open on a snowy night with three randos going into a quiet village, seeking lodging, and they are absolutely decimated by a pseudo-flying something that we don't get to see. I'm already out of patience. Like, I have to wait for a reveal 20 seconds into this new season. Poo-poo, Witcher. Poo-poo. We get a quick intro, and then, bam, polar opposite temperature-wise, we get a drone's eye view of our burned-out battlefield full of tens of thousands of dead guys from the season one finale. Lots of dead boys. Yeah, most of these are the horrible scrotum armor dudes, right? Yeah, I think so. What is, what's his name? Starts with a V. V Vagisil. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's who you're talking, like Vagisil, whatever whatever his name was. I, I don't remember. He mentions like 5,000 of our people and 6,000 of the other people and 20,000 of theirs. Yep. So I would assume that most of these dead bodies are, are scrotum sack boys. But I don't okay. know. All right. Well, the mean sorceress lady from last season is roaming around the piles of dead, touching dudes so she can use her head powers to see how they died. It's actually kind of cool. Uh, we see a, a dead dude with a face looking like old quiche, and it's because a horse literally stomped on it. Lovely. Mm -hmm. She yells for Yennefer. And I know you mentioned that we talked about hating names. I, I don't think we talked about how much I hated her name last time. Yennefer? Yeah, like the writer was like, how can I name her Jennifer, but make it so dudes who are into steampunk get a boner? No, you did talk about this. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, that would be like if your name was Jave and I'm Nickel. It's stupid. Like, just name her Jennifer. Whatever you say, bro. <laughs> Our man Geralt shows up with Siri in tow. He asks about Yennefer as well and then makes an about face and leaves. He talks with Siri by a fire in the woods, and we confirm that she is his destiny, whatever that actually means, though. If you watch season one, you'd kind of sort of know, but it's fine. Well, in a tower somewhere, Sintra, question mark, sorcerer lady heals someone named Triss, who is convulsing like I do when I'm at the grocery store and somebody's blocking the entire aisle picking out a salsa. Like, Just get Newman's own. They donate all their profits to charity. <laughs> She plans to go torture that dude from the first season with the face of a barn owl. I didn't bother to learn his name. Is that the guy you were talking about? No. Oh, okay. I was talking about Viggleforts. <laughs> That's not a real name, is it? It is a real name. <laughs> Viggleforts, this freaking show. So what's this guy's name that looks like a barn owl? K here. Ah, okay. Anyway, Yennefer's alive. We don't really get a whole lot there, but we get we we'll go back to Geralt and Siri. They're continuing their journey through the snow. His eyes are looking extra cartoonish this season. Did you feel that? I did feel like, maybe not extra cartoonish, but I did feel like they put more emphasis on them and they they pop more than they did last season. Like, I feel like tweaked it a little bit so that you like really knew that his eyes were yellowish orange. Okay. He stops for a bite of deer sushi or maybe wolf sushi. I couldn't, I like pause around. I can't freaking figure out what that dead animal is. Yeah, that fucking grossed me out, man. <laughs> Just like find a dead animal on the side of the road, cut a little chunk out and eat the meat. Gross. They come upon the same village from the open. You can tell because of the wind knocked bucket. 
Geralt thinks it's too quiet, so they go to the estate of his quote-unquote old friend, Nivellin. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I bet you love Nivellin. He is under a curse, which for us means he looks like the product of if Pumbaa fucked Beast from Beauty and the Beast. No, actually, <laughs> he looks like if Pumbaa from Lion King had sex with the giant troll villain from Fraggle Rock, Junior Gorg. You know that guy? Nope. That's what he looks like. It's that dude with warthog tusks, basically. Okay. Google Junior Gorg, and you'll you'll know what I mean. It's exactly as ridiculous as it sounds. He has magic powers in that he can summon stuff. We see it in action as he drops a hot bath out of the sky for Siri. I guess it's a cool power. Considering that Vigilfort's in the season one finale could only summon three swords <laughs> before he got his ass kicked. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's got yeah. some power. So Siri bathes. While she does, a creepy girl leaves out a dress for her, but Siri only hears creaking above her, and we see her weird cat eyes from a hole in the ceiling. I thought you could summon things, Pumbaa Man. How about you throw some flex seal in your ceiling hole? No? Yeah, you're right. Like, if you if you can go through all that effort to, like, summon random shit and, like, food and stuff, you wouldn't use a little bit of that power just to, like, fix up the house a little? <laughs> Crazy. He summons a feast. I bet the cheese is Boar's Head brand. And he tells a tale of how Geralt was nice to him one summer by letting him take credit for killing some beast to show his dad. He also explains a priestess gave him his current boar face curse as punishment for attacking some temple. At least that's what he says. And he's now destined to be alone forever. And he admits he even tried killing himself to end it. I don't get it, though. Like, dad bods are in and women love animals. He'd be getting that pee. Also, beards. Beards are in, too. Yeah. He also says he mentions here that he has a cat named Verena. More on that. Tasaya, that's the mean sorcerer lady. You learned a name. Good job. Yeah. She sucks the knowledge and memories out of the Nilfgaardian snow owl guy. Rough. Imagine getting your memories sucked out. No, thanks. Yeah. Yennefer talks with her captors and complains about the food. And then back at the estate, Wardy sets up a zoetrope of sorts. I had to Google that, but that's what it's called. It's called a zoetrope, which casts light on the walls to tell the tale of an elven warrior and human mage having a child and then getting killed. And... We're to surmise those are Ciri's true parents, right? Not true parents, but her distant relatives. Okay. Like great-grandparents or something okay. like that. But she is descendants of them. Okay. Um, that's yes. what I thought we were supposed to understand by watching that. So cool. I'm not crazy. At the end of the first season, I had guessed that Ciri's parents were Geralt and Yennefer, and I am completely off of that train. I was foolish two years ago, okay? We were very far <laughs> off on a lot of those. Yeah. yeah. I should have also known better from playing the video games, but... <laughs> Oh, well. Yeah, you have less excuse than me. Anyway, Niv says his curse, quote unquote, eats him alive. LOL, foreshadowing. And he gets Siri set up for bed. Geralt is just standing outside in the dark with his horse like a psychopath until he decides to snoop around and notices footprints in the snow leading away from the estate that just abruptly stop. Roach is his only true friend. I think so. And uh, he's on full monster alert at this point, and he does not trust his old furry friend. Speaking of, he has to play a drinking game with Nivellin. Geralt, do anything fun? Immediate red flag. They throw daggers at a picture of Nivellin's dad's head. And if you miss, you drink. I don't hate it. One of the most white trash things I've ever been a part of. When that dude robbed my apartment years ago and my dad retaliated by breaking into his apartment, my dad stole a poster of Kramer from Seinfeld, a pile of fitted caps, and one of those like in-memoriam prayer cards you get at a funeral for the guy's dad. 
Ooh, brutal thing to steal. Yeah, I so I've heard this story multiple times that you've you've told the full story before on the podcast, and you never included that. That yeah. is brutal. Well, you know, you don't steal from me. That night we had a bonfire with the dude's hats, and uh, my dad used the memoriam card for target practice with a BB gun. Oh no! And uh, he kept the Kramer poster. So this reminded me of that. Your dad's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> My dad is crazy. I will uh, agree with you there. Yeah. Digression aside, Nivellin kicks Geralt's ass in the game, but we don't really learn anything about Geralt that we didn't already know. So kind of a waste of our time. And turns out Niv was cheating by using magic knives, but continues to hide the truth about his pussy Verena and says he's going to bed. I have to drain the snake and hit the silk is the way he <laughs> says that. And that's my new favorite phrase. I don't want to like Nivellin. Because he looks absolutely ridiculous, and he's also not really a good guy, but I kind of like Nivellin. Here's the thing, is that the entire time I was watching this, I was like, man, I want to like Nivellin, but I know that something nefarious is going on. Yeah. Speaking of, I didn't even realize until after looking at the actor's names, this guy that plays Nivellin was Tormund from Game of Thrones, which is like yeah. top five Game of Thrones character for me. Did Had no idea until after. Did not know yeah, this I guy. obviously didn't recognize him, but spoiler alert, when we see him later, not as a boar, I was like, that guy looks really familiar. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, he was in Game of Thrones. But it is Torment. Anyway, Siri goes to sleep and we get to meet Verena herself or itself. It's, it's in the form of a girl with crazy eyes, but has dirty fingers and makes cat noises. So I'm going to call it a she. She crawls in from the ceiling hole. So we already know she has magic powers because she's like crawling upside down and shit. Siri is sleeping fitfully with a tear rolling down her cheek. Verena rolls up, wipes the tear with her filthy digit, and then licks it. Mmm, pain. That's what I do whenever my wife cries. <laughs> See, I just go straight to the source. I don't I don't need to include my finger. It's just there's a tear, let me lick it. <laughs> Siri wakes up, and this entire interaction is bizarre. Verena alternates between talking normal, purring, and then this like creepy, distorted speech where her mouth doesn't move. But she's talking. She also, I liked the effect that they did on the camera where like she is moving slightly faster than she should be moving. Mm. It's like this weird thing where like Suri is moving at a normal speed and Verena's moving at like a quicker speed that like really does this weird kind of distortion effect. I thought that was pretty neat. Her eyes are really intense too. Yeah, it's clear she's some kind of monster, which explains why Pumbaa Beast hybrid hit her from Geralt. But she also makes good points to Siri because Siri's like, oh, you're a monster. And she's like, well, aren't humans just as shitty? Answer, yes. Yep. Being civilized is just a way of trying to articulate excuses while still being a monster. Like, you're, people are still monsters. You think humans were shitty back then. You should see us now. Yep. Verena kisses Siri's hand and tells her that she'll be her secret, which instantly puts Siri to sleep. Uh-oh. Oops-a-daisies. Geralt peeks in on Nivellin sleeping like a goddamn predator and then heads back to old Swingin' Bucket Village where he finds the torn to shreds bodies from the open and a similar set of disappearing footprints as he did at the estate, which leads him to declare, it flies, which honestly, probably the most passion in his voice with anything he's ever said this entire show. He was really excited about it. <laughs> yeah. He speeds back to the house. Presumably he drinks that black nail polish stuff that makes his eyes go goth and his face all veiny. And he tells Siri to go wait at the gate on Roach. There's a Bruxa afoot. Bruxa goes by Verena, and she's kind of a delight. Girl opens the door on Nivellin's room to find her riding him cowgirl and feeding on his neck. Once she sees the Witcher, she unhinges her jaw and lets out a mega scream that has enough force to knock Geralt back to the wall and pin him there. He eventually wrestles free and snags a spear that had fallen from the wall with the gust. 
She's in the ceiling again, and he follows her sounds from below, and he snipes her with a spear through the ceiling. She falls down through it onto him, and they tussle before he magic curls her through a window where she knocks over a statue and lays lifeless. Siri, falling for it, goes over and touches her, which gives her life. She gets up, crunching her head back into alignment, and her battle with Geralt rolls on. He hurt me. <laughs> so creepy. Everything she does is creepy. Very creepy. She does some more scream blasts at him. I'm bored. And then he sends her flying. She slash it now takes what I imagine is its true form, a bat-like gargoyle type deal, and flies around in the sky as bats and gargoyles are wont to do. Its legs are too lanky and dangly, though. I don't like it. (laughs) The the legs are so long. Birds are the worst. Eventually, it flies down and gets sliced by Geralt's extra shiny sword, which insta-turns it back into naked Verena, jerk-off material for super nerds who get off to this dweebery. Siri just won't listen and stay away. She covers her with a blanket, and it yet again breathes life. This time, Verena grabs her, threatening to rip Siri's throat out. And I don't blame her. If somebody put one of those scratchy-ass Brillo pad blankets on me, I'd be pissed, too. Those are the worst. Siri is turning into the new Claire, and I hate it. (laughs) Just listen. When he tells you to do something, listen. She's about to bite Siri's neck when Nivellant comes out of nowhere with a giant pole through the middle of her chest from behind. Her head does a 360 and is now facing toward him as she bends her arms back to pull herself toward him, plunging the pole deeper through her. Creepy. It's grotesque. Pretty cool, though. Pretty cool. She says, mine or nobody's. I love you. Kind of like that. Yep. Just like that. Poor Nivellin looks heartbroken. But honestly, this all plays as ridiculous because they made him look like a goddamn Disney character. She unhinges her jaw. She's about to scream slash bite him. When Geralt pulls a Claire on Galus and slices her head clean off as Nivellin protests. The lopped off head's eyes turn to Siri and say, he'll come for you too, in the creepy distorted voice. Did you do the voice acting in this, in this show? And then it bursts into flames along with the body. The graphics and audio on this part suck aardvark balls, but behind the fire, the curse is lifted and Nivellin is Pumbaa man no longer, back to human form. I gotta be honest though, I think he looked better as a warthog man. Now he just looks like a long-haired Judge Reinhold wearing a sequined Siegfried and Roy shirt. I was going to say that he looked like long-haired, red-headed Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) Yeah, wearing a goofy Magic Man shirt. Yep. He tells them how he found Verena, why he let her stay, and admitted his curse was actually for raping a priestess. Well, you're canceled, friend. (laughs) Oh, good. More rape. They leave, and Geralt literally tells him to go kill himself. (laughs) It's a family show. Yep. The Witcher, four families. Four families, five families. (laughs) Geralt has normal eyes again, well, normal for him, as he sits around a fire and talks with Siri. She's scared of her power, as she should be. And then lastly, back to Yennefer, she'd still be talking that shit to her captor, Frangila, but then these giant arrows come in, and they're tied to those sticky hand things you used to buy in the gumball machine at the grocery store. <laughs> they come out of nowhere and then just <laughs> scoop back after they yeah. kill everybody but Yennefer and Frangila, pulling them to who knows where. What in the world? What are those? Why are Mm, those? No idea. Where are those people going? Literally no idea. Even after watching season one, no idea. So it's just those two left, and that's episode one. Gotta say, I missed the simpler times with the scrotum soldiers and Stragaball. Yeah, it used to be much simple. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, it used to be much simpler. It's much more complex now. Much simple. Stupid. Well, episode eight of season two titled Family. Family. Fast and the Furious 12, Middle Earth. (laughs) It's all about family. 
Well, we open to Siri getting woken up back in Sintra by Mousak. Ugly long-nosed Rick Grimes is back, baby. Yeah, he's back. And everything is kind of semi-back to normal from, like, literally the first episode of the show ever. She's back in Sintra. It's before the Nilfgaard attack. She's very confused. We're either in, like, a weird flashback, some kind of alternate universe, or some sort of fake reality. But who the fuck knows at this point? Yeah. We now see Siri kind of blank-faced walking around an empty, dark castle. It's very abruptly different than the castle she was just in that was very, like, bright and lively. And this one is very dark and dingy, so... I don't know if she's having a vision or what's going on at this point. Same. Geralt and Yennefer are riding up to a snowy castle. My guess is this is Kaer Morin, Mm -hmm. the home of the witchers. This I know from the video game, and they did a very good job of making this look a lot like the Kaer Morin from the video game. Oh, cool. They, uh, They have a chat as they're walking into the castle here. Something about someone or something named Voleth Mir is bad and did some shit with Yennefer and she loves Siri now so I don't know what happened there like now she's a fan of Siri which in the past she didn't even know Siri so she must have had some interactions with her at some point yeah and Yennefer mentions Volithmir metaphorically sticking her fingers into holes and yep all of that talk got me hungry speaking of why would these witchers have to live out on a snowy mountain like finding food must suck no wonder why they're always so hangry all the time. Yeah, but it's also obvious that they could just, like, eat some junk on the side of the road and be fine, apparently. <laughs> That's true. Just slice off a chunk of this wolf deer. You're good. Yeah, just like, oh, well, something already killed this and ate most of it. I'm just going to have a little bit more and we'll be fine. <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah, but yeah, I, I do know that the reason they are so off the grid is because... Most people don't like witchers, so they try and kind of keep a low profile. What is wrong with people? Like, they are saviors. They're killing all your monsters. I know. That'd be like if I hated exterminators. If I saw an exterminator, like, you fucking bastard, get out of my face, getting mice out of my home. Like, yeah. (laughs) I'll pay you to get rid of this, but when you're done, get the fuck out of here, you (laughs) asshole. I hate you. Get a new van and some new jeans. They're dirty. Yeah. You're so dirty all the time. You smell like a horse. Because I'm killing ants, guy. Like, what do you want from me? I crawled under your house to kill the one rat that you had, you stupid bitch. You needed to call me because you couldn't handle it your damn self. Yeah, I don't get it. Don't be an a-hole. Yeah. For for whatever reason, people hate witchers. I don't know why. But we do see what seems like now possessed Siri. Like, it doesn't seem like real Siri. Something is going on. And we kind of can put together from the conversation that Yennefer and Geralt just had that this Voleth Mir thing is possessing Siri. Yep. She's just walking around the castle killing witchers. Yeah, note to self, maybe don't leave out my special killing dagger on display for monsters to steal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's special about that dagger, but like it did seem like there was a lot of a focus on it, like this is the dagger she needs to kill everyone. Yeah, so why would you just leave it out on a pedestal in the yeah, middle of your house? Yeah, like, here's the dagger that kills us all. <laughs> It's like if Superman just had like a pedestal with kryptonite on it in his house and he's like, that's the thing that kills me right there. Yeah, makes no sense. Does make no sense. But she's about to kill Vesemir, who is kind of Geralt's 
Witcher dad. He has a handlebar mustache, which is ridiculous, but he he's like the leader of the Witchers, it kind of seems. Yeah, so I think he's kind of the elder of the current Witchers, and actually he is the one who trained and raised Geralt. Ah, okay. Well, why did they have to make him look like an extra from the movie Wild Hogs? They made him look like if Paul Tuttle Sr. from Orange County Choppers grew out his hair. It's <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. If this dude stepped to me, I would laugh in his greasy-haired face, and I'm not even an ancient demon. You're right. He definitely would have fit well in Wild Hogs. Like Just like an extra in the back somewhere <laughs> yeah, just like you know the biker bar that they go to and they like knock over all the bikes and william h macy like gets in big trouble mm-hmm. and vesemir would have been the one that's standing in the front like hey man yep i have a really deep knowledge of wild hogs apparently <laughs> for whatever reason series possessed person has gone around killing people but Geralt comes walking in right as she's about to kill Vesemir and he's like oh Siri what are you doing here and this like Voleth mirror thing tries to make up an excuse like oh there's something going around killing people and then Geralt's like oh yeah you're not Siri and and she figures it out and runs away yep pretty much that's pretty much it we do at this point get the title card though this time it's a few planets flying around and then they smash together and form a tree <laughs> it's garbage it's cheesy obsidian pumice balls smashing into things I don't like it I like the first <laughs> intro better. Well, here's the thing is that all the intros are different. Yes. Which is kind of cool. And in the first season, all of the icons that each intro had came together in the season finale mm-hmm. and like made the Witcher logo. I thought that was really cool, but apparently they didn't do that this season. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so Geralt and Vesemir get in a little argument. Geralt knows that Ciri is possessed and wants to try and get rid of Volathmir without harming Ciri. Well, Vesemir is just like, now nah, we got to kill her. So he takes some convincing, but finally he convinces him not to just immediately kill her. But we do find out that Ciri was supposed to be kind of the next Witcher, apparently, Vesemir thinks. Interesting. Yennefer gives Yaskir something to give to to Geralt to help him figure shit out. I don't know. You have one job, Yaskier. One job. I don't yes. want to like this guy, though, but I kind of like this guy. Uh, I know. <laughs> Even watching season one, he is like the comedic relief. Yes. And But the show needs comedic relief because especially Geralt is so like stone-faced serious. Like you have to have something. Agreed. But cut to a fancy city where we see Dara, who is that elf boy who was running around with Ciri in the first season. Haven't seen him in a while. And he is chatting with the elf king that we also met in season one and some other woman that I don't know who looks kind of royal. They're all elves. They talk about some shit, and it all makes literally no sense to me. So, moving on. Mm-hmm. Back in Ciri's fever dream that she's having, she enters into the main hall in the main castle of Sintra, and her grandmother is there now. It looks like her grandfather is there, but they couldn't get him for filming, so they have him turn his back the whole time. <laughs> Smart. But, um, but yeah, and she dances with that boy Martin or whatever. It's basically the same scene from season one, but it's a lot brighter and more vibrant. So you could definitely tell like she's in some like alternate world in her mind. Yeah. Series mind heaven is my hell. I bet that banquet hall smells like shit. Why? Because they're people that don't bathe getting sweaty. No, no, no. These are those are all royal people like they bathe. Those people I don't know. Bathe. They bathe once a month tops. Doubt it. Highly doubt it. They don't bathe every day. No way. No way. I bet at least a few times a week. I bet you it still smells in there. I mean, maybe. 
You win. Everything smelled back then. Good That's job. That's what I'm saying. Suck. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You wouldn't even know the difference if you actually lived well, then, but fine. Well. You would be like the one dude wandering around like, man, this place fucking smells. <laughs> just all the time. It's all I don't you know. ever I say. Would be me. If I'm ever in any kind of show or movie in the past, I'm just going to be an extra in the back. This place fucking stinks. <laughs> this place reeks, man. And then the queen just immediately has you beheaded <laughs> for being an asshole. Yeah. Don't you ever talk about my castle like that again. But we do cut back to Frangilla. So she's back in Sintra, but in current time Sintra. So Nilfgaard is inside this castle. And Kahir is also here. They chat about the elves that we just saw. Apparently, they had a child that was murdered. They're looking for the murderer. They decide that even though they are not the ones who did it, they're going to take credit for it anyways to try and impress their boss. I thought this dude was a vegetable. I was a little confused as well. It almost made me feel, okay, so in the in the middle of season one, there is like this shapeshifter thing that ends up actually shapeshifting to look like him for just a scene or two and then uh, changes to someone else. Okay. So I don't know if that's really him or not. Okay. Or I don't know if it's really him who was questioned by gotcha. Tissaia or who knows. Gotcha. He could have a body double. Plausible then. Okay. Yeah. But the witchers all are back at their castle getting hopped up on black eye juice. So am I to understand that 80% of the witchers' powers come from these five-hour energy shots they take, and they're basically just conduits for whatever's in that? Yeah, so, I mean, I think they inherently are very good at what they do, but I think it does give them, like, the ability to, like, see more clearly and and have faster reflexes and shit. It's just like a monster hunting juice. Okay, so it's like when you're in Super Mario is when you get the star and you're just like kind of yeah okay yeah so they all get hopped up on their their black eye juice they're all looking for siri she's in the main hall looking at a tree with a bunch of witcher necklaces hanging from it so this must be where they put the necklaces of the boys who've died we see a lot of witchers all like getting ready and drinking their stuff and i i know we're all hands on deck here we're pretty desperate but who invited carrot top For a second, I thought it was Nivellin. Me too. Look at it again, and I was <laughs> like, too. "Wait a minute!" I was like, "Nivellin's a Witcher? Wow, he's come a long way since wanting to kill himself." Yeah, he was so mad. <laughs> but no, yeah, Carrot Top. But Geralt just asks nicely for Voleth to leave Siri. He's just like, "Hey, can you leave?" And she accepts, <laughs> and the episode's over. That's it. Yeah. Then that's the end. No. Siri turns around at that. She's not happy about it. Screams at a tree. It (laughs) shatters and shards of obsidian or some Mm -hmm. rock something start flying all over the place. There's a cool shot of the witchers using their cool powers to like block themselves from getting stabbed with obsidian. But then it like goes out and then comes back. And some of them aren't smart enough to think like, oop, block my back too and get fucked up. But then it comes all back to around Siri and makes a portal and two weird, ugly looking monster things come out. Here's a thought. Maybe don't keep a tree inside your house. Yep. Trees inside houses, never good. Nope. So these weird monsters come out and they start battling all the witchers and it's just a big fight. A lot of bloodshed. Yeah. A few more of the witchers trap Siri in a bubble of witcher power so Geralt can get in there and try and convince Voleth to leave. At this point, he also tries to tell Siri, like, you can beat her in your mind. You could do it. Come back. It's not going great, but inside Siri's dream palace, she is starting to hear Geralt in her dream, and it's starting to kind of break up the perfectness of this of this situation that she's in. Mm-hmm. But Mouse Sack cuts in and tries to kind of sell the dream more. It's like, oh, this place is awesome. Never leave, ever. And that is when her mom and dad show up. Ooh. So she's like mind blown. What is going on? Holy shit. 
we cut back to the elves who are just walking down the street murdering babies. <laughs> it's crazy. It's who, just fucked up. Whose idea was this? It's just fucked up. Yep. We cut back to Suri, who is opening another portal, and a bigger, uglier monster comes out of it. So these other witchers have been fighting the smaller monsters for, like, the past ten minutes. <laughs> this monster comes out, attacks Geralt, and he kills it in, like, three seconds. He's like, nope, not having it. It was pee cool when he sliced and diced that dragon thing. Yeah, he, like, stabbed his knife up through its mouth and then slowly <laughs> yanked it, it out yeah. until it was, like, had four mandibles. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was pretty yeah, cool. it was pretty intense. But yeah, so while he's off doing that, Vesemir stabs Siri because he's getting tired of this and fuck you, Vesemir. Yeah. She just heals herself, though. Geralt's kind of a hypocrite, no? Like, nobody can kill possessed Siri, but he had no problem executing Pumbaa's dime piece right in front of him. Rude. Pumbaa's dime piece. I guess if there's a, kind of an understanding in the world that like Siri is important, there's some kind of okay. future thing that she is yeah. a part of that's important to protect her. And if Vesemir is refusing to accept that, but I agree with you too. It's like when he wants to kill something, it dies. But yeah. when someone wants to kill something he likes, he's like, wait, no. Yeah. At this point, Geralt also figures out that Volethmir is getting stronger based on their hatred. So he's like, guys, just stop hating. <laughs> And she won't be able to get any better. Everyone's like, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll just, um, I mean, uh, no more hate. That's yep. it. That's it. Problem solved. World peace. Geralt keeps trying to convince Siri to fight Volith, and the dream kind of tries to continue to convince her to stay. Yennefer slits her wrists to become Volith's vessel. Oh. Apparently, we find <laughs> out that her hut, which was her vessel, was burned to the ground or something like that or destroyed. So, like, she needs a vessel in order for Siri to fight against it. So, Yennefer's like, I got this. Let me slit my wrist. That'll help. I don't know why. Blood squirting everywhere. Could you maybe warn us before you pull a Hannah Baker next time, Yennefer? Sheesh. A lot of blood. Ugh. But yeah, so then we cut back into Siri's dreams, and they're kind of starting to fade away. Everyone is turning to dust like Thanos just snapped, and it's all it's all great. Even her parents. And this I noticed here on my first watch through, and I thought it was odd, is that her dad is not turning to dust, but everyone else is. Yeah. And that is just something I noticed mm -hmm. without knowing the future. But you'll know too soon. Yeah. I mean, her parents certainly tried as best as they could. Get it? Because they turned into asbestos. No. No. Bad. <laughs> Very bad. You're the worst. So Siri's back now. She wakes up. She's like, great, cool. She teleports them all to some fiery hell dimension to get rid of Volithmir or whatever. And Volithmir then leaves Yennefer and becomes the lead rider of a group of sketchy dudes riding skeletal horses. We come to find out this is the Wild Hunt, and before they collide with our group, she teleports them back to Kermorin, and all is right with the world. I didn't like any of this. Number one, the moral is to try to, trigger warning, commit suicide, and you'll get your magic powers back? That's not a cool message. Number two... Those horsemen of the apocalypse or whatever were neither mm -hmm. menacing or powerful. The dude who did the talking, who you think was Boleth Mir, he just sounded like he needed a lozenge. And all Siri <laughs> had to do was just close her eyes and hold their hands to escape. Boo, the Witcher, boo. I mean, Siri is pretty powerful. Yeah, but these people are supposed to be like death incarnate. Kinda, I guess, yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't like it. But lastly, I haven't watched The Simpsons in legitimately like 20 years, but when they went to that 
blank landscape place, it instantly reminded me of there's one Treehouse of Horrors episode where Homer gets sucked into like a 3D dimension. And it reminded me so much of that. And I don't know why, but weird. My brain is just like a bottomless pit of useless shit like that. I, I hate it here. Makes sense. Well, we do cut back. Yennefer was bitching this whole time that she doesn't have magic, but now she does again. So cool, I guess. Then we see a few different clips of people talking about Siri. First is Taseya chatting with the rest of the Brotherhood about Siri, and they all decide she just needs to die, and anyone who is helping her also needs to die. Yeah, so the Brotherhood is just a bunch of like super rich running everything while people who stupidly think they have power are out killing babies. Nothing yeah, it's like changes. the Illuminati of this world. Yeah. We also see some people with fucked up faces, like the deformed faces where you can like half see their all their teeth, yeah. creepy, gross. And they're like, I won't fail you again, master or whatever. They also want Suri. And then we cut to the elves again who have escaped the town after killing babies. And they have Istrid now, the guy from season one who Yennefer hangs out with. He tells them that Suri is kind of their savior. She's elder blood. We do find out definitively at this point. We cut to Dougal, who is talking to an owl lady, and he wants her to bring back the bard. I would assume talking about Yaskier, but what is Dougal doing in here? He's unkillable too, apparently. Dougal, 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 you shit-eating bastard. Just when I thought we were done with covering Outlander for a while, they pull yeah. us back in. Yeah, but all of these people want Siri in one way or another. It's crazy. But we do learn a little bit about what happened with Siri. She can apparently open portals to other spheres, which sounds like to be like other dimensions in this world, kind of, is the way yeah. it seems. I took it. We then cut to the Emperor of Nilfgaard, who is arriving in Sintra, Emperor Amir Var Emeris. Kahir and Fringilla are walking behind him, trying to, like, you know, buff themselves up a little bit like they're in an interview. Like, yeah, we had this great idea of killing an elf baby to start some issues. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the one who ordered that, you stupid idiots. But then he turns around and says, I need to rescue my daughter. And holy shit, it is Siri's dad. Dun, dun, dun. So because Siri thinks that he's dead, he was allowed in her ghost palace dreamland, which yes. I guess checks out. Well, I think I think it's not even actually that she thinks he's dead, but like Volith Mir is was taking whatever her memories were and like her fondest memories and mm. making them a reality to try and trap her in that dream world. Okay. And her parents were probably among that. Gotcha. Okay. Well, either way, it, it yeah. checks out. It checks but out. interestingly, all the people who turned to asbestos are dead, mm. but the dad didn't turn to asbestos, and now we find out it is because he is still alive. Yep, and if you encounter asbestos, you will die. Yeah, true. Also, I guess no more mouse sack. No. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> I still can't believe we didn't know his name was mouse sack in season one. We did, it's just we never talked about it. It blows my mind. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> Crazy. Mind-boggling. Anyway, those are the ends of The Witcher season two. Before we get into the questions, David... It's time for a center commercial. Yeah, it is. Each week on the One Hit Thunder podcast, we welcome a special guest to come take a deep dive into a one hit wonder artist with us. And together, we decide if that artist brought the one hit thunder or was nothing more than a one hit blunder. You can find One Hit Thunder anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So hit that subscribe button and join in on the fun each week. Well, that was nice, David. Unlike One Hit Thunder, we have many hits. What should people do 
if they want to hit with us. Wow. What a transition. <laughs> well, if they want to hit with us, they could check out our Instagram at the underscore center underscore cut. We're in there all the time, posting all kinds of funny and crazy shit. And also, you get to weigh in on center chats and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So do it. But also, we're on Twitter and Facebook, all of the other social medias. Just search the center cut. But Instagram is our our favorite. Yeah. And if you have feedback, as always, send it to the centercutcast at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> All right, David, we have scoured the sphere for questions and Reddit has hooked us up. We have some questions about the middle to answer. Yes, we do. Our first question comes in from Boring History Fan. Why does Siri dislike witchers so much? And I will say that I don't know why, but everyone downvoted Boring History Fan's question. So either these are horrible questions or people are just jerks. But we're going to answer them nonetheless. Yep. So... Why does she dislike witchers on a base level? I don't think she likes them because they are emotionless. Like she's a young woman. She clearly has gone through puberty since we saw her first season. (laughs) I'm curious on how old the actress is supposed to be in the show because she's 20 years old. Okay. Yeah. And when I saw that and she was in the bath, I was like, oh, no, they're going to do a nude scene with Siri. I hate this. But then obviously they didn't. She's got these hormones flowing through her. And all Geralt can do is say. Siri, stay on my horse. Stay on Roach. Yeah, I'm a man of passion. So as much as Geralt is like badass and cool looking in a nerdy goth way, I also hate him for being so flat. I get it, Siri. But also, I think this question is more about the Volith mirror version of Siri. And I think she dislikes the witchers because she's a monster. Interesting. I actually think that it is Siri disliking witchers. And I think it stems from some of what we saw in the first episode. I think that Siri doesn't always want to lead with violence. And like we saw that with Verena and her trying to talk through it rather than just immediately kill this thing that we think is a monster. Whereas Geralt's just like, no holds bar, going to kill everything. And I think that's the way most witchers are, is like the answer to this question is kill it. (laughs) I don't think Siri thinks that way. Uh, I think that coming from a royal background, I think that she probably thinks diplomacy before violence. I just think that it probably bothers her that they always just immediately lead with violence. Well, that depends on the royalty, bro. But I get what I get what you're saying. Well, yeah, I think that Siri, from what we've seen from her, she doesn't like being exposed to that as much. And so I think she always tries to lead with peace before violence. And that is like the complete opposite of what the witchers do. Cool. Same user. Next question. Why do the witchers dislike Siri so much? Same general idea. She keeps trying to question their fucking moral judgment. Like, oh, should we kill that? Should, but but it's nice. And they're just tired of it. The reason that Jamie actually hates Claire, says he loves her, but really hates her because she never listens. Yeah. I also think this is more about Volith Mir and, and not directly Siri because I don't think they dislike her. And I mean, it's self-explanatory. I mean, Volith Mir killed three of their own and broke their basalt balsam. I wanted to find a cool way to say obsidian tree, and it turns out basalt balsam is not it. I apologize. It's also basalt. 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 Tomato, tomato. All right. So our last question for Boring History Fan. Why are witchers so rude to Yaskir? Because he's basically their opposite. Like, he's a bard, so his life is art and passion, and he drinks, makes jokes, and definitely does not fight monsters. So I think they look down on him for that, even though, like, let's be honest. 
singing some songs and sipping some mead sounds much cooler than getting bit in the knee by those putty patrol creatures from last season and then getting blood in your hair while stabbing a dragon through the neck. Yeah. I just think it's that like this dude never stops talking. The witchers are all very like to themselves and quiet and he's just talking all the time. Honestly, if he was Geralt's brother, his mom would have given him away to the witchers as well. Probably right. Yeah. Next question from Gruffleton. Nice. Name one reason why elves are hated other than the shape of their ears. I think that the rest of the world is jealous of their ability to tap into magic easily. You know, all of the effort that Yennefer had to go through to become a witch and tap into chaos. And I think elves can just like do it. So they just hate that. Also, their perfect complexion and baby killing abilities. Yeah, exactly. They're they're baby killers for one. But no, I mean, short people have an attitude, man. And if I'm being honest, (laughs) I guess I know less about elves than I thought. Everything I know about elves is based off of Keebler elves and Somehow, I think they do more than just cookies and make toys for Santas. They do. They are also not always short. Oh, really? So, like, what's the difference between elves and gnomes? Beats me. Like, is David the gnome an elf? I would almost define a Keebler elf more as a gnome than an elf. What's the difference? Like, a gnome is a short little magical being, in my mind, with everything I know about gnomes. How is that different than an elf? An elf is not. They're tall and have pointy ears and stuff. So, it's just the ears? Elves are not tall. Your average elf is not tall. I'm Googling right now. What is the average height of an elf? Elves range from under five feet and have slender builds. To over... Okay, hold on. Range from under five feet to over six feet. So read the whole quote that you pull from <laughs> Google there, Chief Rooney. Okay, well, what's the average height of a gnome? This is also based on what the definition of an elf is in Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, gnomes <laughs> are like three to three and a half feet. So gnomes are just shorter elves. Gnomes are, yeah, are shorter. And also elves are known for being magical. Gnomes are typically known for being like mechanical, building things to solve their problems, not, mm. not necessarily using magic. Okay, I don't think I answered the question, but that's all I got. Nope. Good job. <laughs> Our next set of questions comes from the Mad Hatter 18. Who are the three people in the robes in the hut? I'm thinking this is maybe three of the brotherhood we see at the end, wishing that Siri was dead. I could be completely way off. I think I'm fixating on the hood part of brotherhood and picturing a robe with a hood. But <laughs> it's as good a guess as any, since it could literally be anybody. So I think that this hut that is being referred to is Volathmir's vessel ah. and like her home. And they do reference the fact that it was destroyed. And that's the reason that she doesn't have a place to go and why Yennefer has to cut her wrists. <laughs> but I do think so that Volath was one of the people in the hut. And the other two were those weird looking deformed people who said, I failed you, master. They actually are the ones who released Volith to try and kill Siri. Okay. That's my guess. I could see that. Next question from the Mad Hatter 18. Why was Yen asked to kill Kahir? I think that Frangilla believes that killing Kahir will help cleanse Nilfgaard. Actually, a part of me thinks that she is actually good and is trying to be like an inside man in Nilfgaard. She asked Yennefer to kill him because that is part of the path needed to get Nilfgaard shit figured out. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm kind of on a similar page as you. I'm just I'm still just confused by this owl faced man. Like, I thought for sure that sorcerer lady made him a vegetable. And if it can be reversed, then what the hell is the point? Yeah. What kind of weak magic bullshit is that? Yeah, I know. It looked like he was in a whole lot of pain. And then later she's like, he's fine. Yeah, That's what I think it could have very well been like a, a body double. One of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess. 
But I, yeah, I, I think Yen was asked to kill him by that woman, Frangila, that held Yennefer captive at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you said, maybe it's because she either does think killing him will be better for Nilfgaard overall because she she sees him as evil, or she could also be evil and just he Monster seems kind power. of a cheat. Yeah, yeah, he kind of seems like rank wise adjacent to her. And if you get him out of the way, then you're one step closer to the top. But that could be yeah. true. Yeah. All right. Next question from Mad Hatter. What happens to a Witcher after they die? I originally came up with this answer about how they burst into flames and turn into dust, recede to the earth and then grow into a tree. But then I realized we actually saw some dead Witchers in the finale and they just lay there like regular ass humans. Yeah, like that guy who got his face bitten off. That was rough. <laughs> and then that the Sons of Anarchy reject biker guy, Vesemir or whatever, he hangs up their pendant on the tree. So I yeah. think that's what happens. Yeah, I think that they hang their necklace on the tree stump and maybe they get burned and their ashes get swept into a... something part of the tree or some bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. But I think I think they're probably looking for just the hanging of the of the necklace. Yeah. Next question, same user. What happened to the woman that drank Siri's blood? I think she saw the future. Also, gross. <laughs> I think this is Volith Mir, and I think she in ended up inhabiting her body slash soul, which sent Siri to the Dreamscape Mind Palace with all her dead fam. Interesting. All right, our second to last set of questions come from Muffin Puff. <laughs> That's also what I call my belly. <laughs> which character died during a monster attack? <sighs> See, here's the problem with the show. How the hell am I supposed to guess this? If these characters had regular ass names, I could guess something like Steven or Cassava, <laughs> and at least I'd have a 1% shot. But like, I have to guess something like Skirksy or Jigglypop to even stand a chance. Jigglypop. That's definitely it. I did something similar last season, too. And these names sound like something a 12 year old girl would name her pet bunny. Like Verena, Nivellin, Mouse Sack, Bunnies. Bunnies. My logic holds up. If I have a child that says, I want a bunny and we get it, I'm going to be like, you're not allowed to name this bunny. Its name is Mouse Sack. <laughs> it's a bunny. Uh, that being said, my guess is Hoppington. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I uh, I actually think it is Yennefer. What? I think this is how she lost her power. She died, and then she had to be kind of like brought back to life, maybe by Siri or by another witch or something. But when she came back to life, she didn't have her powers anymore. And then she has to kill herself to get her powers back? Like, what yeah, kind of it's all crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah. No, I Who don't knows? know. All right, maybe. Apparently dying just flips the switch on whether or not you can access (laughs) chaos. Next question, same user. When was Yennefer pregnant? So I think Yennefer was also inhabited by Volithmir earlier in the season. And I think that in her fever dream that Volithmir is making her believe while she wreaks havoc, she is pregnant and has a child. Ah, I like that. My answer is sometime in the middle of the season. Next. <laughs> no. Nice. <laughs> no, I, I'm guessing it was Geralt's doing, uh, literally. And I think that she used her magic to abort. It's dark. But if not, where's the baby? No. Huh? Where's no, the baby? No, 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 no. The whole first season, all Yennefer wants is to be able to give birth. What is she? That Ace of Base song? When she all get... that she wants is another <laughs> baby. Yes, exactly. All that she wants is her first baby because when she ascended as a witch, they took her ability to give birth. They like Ooh. cut out their their whole system. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So then like her the whole rest of her life was her trying to figure out a way to get that back. Okay, so you're probably right. Had I watched the first middle of the first season, I probably would be on your yes. same page. But yeah, I, I, I like so. the Dream Palace idea then. Okay. Yeah. All right, Muffin Puff. How did Geralt find Yaskir? So there's two ways to take this. It could be A, 
like how did Geralt find Yaskier as in like he was looking for him, but what method did he use to have him turn up? And then there's B, like how did he find him as in how was Yaskier when Geralt found him? Like he found him drunk, sleeping in a pool of his own piddle. And I think that's what this question actually means, because why would Geralt ever need to locate Yaskier? So that's my answer. He finds him drunk off his ass, pee pee in his pants. <laughs> I think he finds him at Care Morin the first time he gets there. The question is not where did he find him, it's how. Well, no, I think that he finds him when he goes to Care Morin, and he finds him because the other witchers are getting ready to kill him because he has been singing negative stuff about witchers. Ah. I think that he had like a falling out with Geralt, and now he's singing shitty songs about witchers, so they just like are going to do away with him. I don't hate that because there's some questions that we have coming up and I'm on a similar wavelength as you. So, okay, I don't I don't hate your answer, but uh, I also don't hate mine. So we're at a standstill. All right. Guess so. I mean, technically, both of our answers could be right. Correct. So, he okay. could be drunk and pissing himself in yeah. a jail cell at Caremore. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, yeah. Think I think we're both right. Yeah, maybe. Next question. Same user. Why did Yen kidnap Siri? I think this is what she had to do to get freed from Nilfgaard. They sent her to get Siri, and that was like the way that she would be allowed to be set free. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. This does seem like one of the more important questions, because this is definitely part of why Geralt says what he won't be forgiving her for. And in that talk with Geralt, though, she mentions that Volothmir made her want to sacrifice Siri or whatever because she appeared to her in some way that preyed on her weaknesses. So I think maybe this even ties back to Yennefer's pregnancy like you were talking about. Maybe Volothmir did promise to give her another chance at a child if she were to get a hold of Siri and give her to Volothmir. Maybe. So I think Volothmir wanted her to do it. Yeah. Not a bad guess. It ties to your earlier answer. So. All right, Muffin Puff. Last question. What was stolen from Caramoran? Well, we've confirmed that's the Witcher hostel place. And the only thing I can come up with is that special dagger on a pedestal that Siri uses to slice <laughs> the throats of the three dudes. So I think Geralt is able to bring that dagger back, which then directly leads to dead Witchers. And that is exactly why you can't do anything nice ever. Somebody will take advantage of it. Agreed. I think Siri is stolen from Caremorn. Next question. Okay. All right. Last set of questions from Dread King. What is the name of Yaskir's new song? Toss a stone at your witcher. <laughs> yeah, toss a coin to your witcher was the OG. And kind of like what you were talking about earlier, I think he rebels against the success of that and he pulls a 180. And now the new song is Down with the Witcher. And it starts out with, which is arguably the worst noise to ever be included in a hit song in the entirety of human history. Also, apparently the hardest noise to make in a song <laughs> in human history. What? <laughs> All right, Dread King, second question. How did Yaskir respond to criticism of his new songs? I think he got really drunk and tried to get his Arthur's sister. That's new slang that I'm trying out. Arthur's sister, like Arthur, the PBS, A-A-R-D-V-A-R-K. His sister, D-W, D-W, Dick Wet. Oh, new thing. If it takes off, all I want is half a Bitcoin. That's all, Internet. Just toss me half a Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a deep, deep Arthur cut. <laughs> <laughs> why are you still letting me talk david yeah i don't know i mean i talked about wild hogs far too much earlier so <laughs> it's fine yeah i think i kind of similar except i didn't have the the dw part i think he's just really drunk and tells everyone to fuck off yeah like he's like in a quarter like ah shut up you assholes 
fuck off. Well, here's a question. Why is he just staying at their at their castle place if he doesn't like them anymore? So it kind of that is kind of why I think that he had a falling out with Geralt and he starts singing shitty songs about witchers and then they capture him and then Geralt comes back and he's like, what the fuck is he asking you doing in a jail cell? And then they kind of make up a little bit and now he's here. Okay. All right. Maybe last question. How many witchers did we see this season in total? 13. I counted at least eight in the fight that we saw at the end, at the beginning where they shoot the shards and like the, it panned across all of the witchers. I counted eight there. We do know that Siri killed, I think, three of them. Mm-hmm. So that's 11. And then I built in two additional that they like maybe ran into through the, throughout the season. Okay. I am totally with you. And I'm assuming that we're not talking about the dead witcher lockets hanging from the tree, right? Correct. Okay. Because yeah. that would be outrageous. There were a lot. I went off exactly what we saw in the finale. I'm, I'm with you. There's Geralt. There's Mustache Man. There's the three that Siri killed. And then I, I counted six other ones who went and drank the elixirs and fought the dragon creatures. I didn't include the two extras. My final answer is 11. Yeah. Well, we know it's at least 11. Correct. Yeah. And I don't think there's going to be that many more. So I think it's somewhere in the 11 to 16 range. I also have a feeling based on the video games and the way that they're talking and stuff like that. I have a feeling that they arrive at Caremorn pretty early on in the season. And most of the season is like series training and all this stuff to like become a potential witcher. Mm. And then uh, while that's happening, they're like off showing what Yennefer's doing and all that shit. So you might be right that they may have been at Caremorn for like a decent chunk of the season. So the chance of us seeing other witchers are slim. Right. And I feel like we, if there were other witchers, they would have been in that room fighting the dragons. It's not, it's not like there's like 19 other witchers just like sleeping and doing coloring books and stuff like they're 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 well, in yeah, that room if could, they're there. There could be ones that are like off doing other shit like right, right, in right. the world true but we didn't i mean yeah unless we they were there early and then left anyway I think, I think we're both both in the right range yeah awesome well those were our questions about the middle of season two david wow yeah what a season i'm gonna go back and watch the middle i think i'm not mm-hmm. that brings us to the all-important center counts dave center counts here we go i'm giving this season a five we didn't do center counts back when we did season one. And I think I probably would have rated season one a little lower. I wasn't as invested. Now that I've watched all of season one, though, I am much more invested. So I, I think a five is is a good place for it to be. I think there is definitely some, you know, for me wanting it to be so closely tied to the video game, because that's my experience to it. When there's stuff that deviates from that, it makes me a little sad mm. and knocks it down a peg or two. But I know that they're trying to follow the books as well. So sure. But yeah, I think a five is good. I think it's great. And I think I'm going to go back and watch it. All right. Well, I do think I liked this better than the first season. Well, that's good. That's but again, something. Like you said, we didn't we didn't give scores back then. I probably would have given the first season a one or a two. So I give this a three and a half out of seven, but I'm going to round it down to a three. I was going to say, is this the first time we're ever going to give a half? No, I, we can't give half. So I'm rounding it down to a three. It's it's not you, The Witcher. It's me. I don't like Evanescence. I'm not a reptile guy. And buckles are for people who wear straitjackets. Cut it out, goths. It is beautifully shot. You can tell Netflix gave it more budget this season. It seems I'd agree with that. I, I'm not going to argue that. I just I just don't give a flying fuck about magic wizards and made up words set in a mystical version of the Middle Ages. Give me something I can at least pretend to relate to or it all falls apart for me. I'm never going to slice the head off my CGI warthog man friend's girlfriend and have my baby zapped by an elf. You think about it so literally. 
Like you think about this stuff so literally. I give you something you relate to. Like you can relate to like the the pull between good and evil, and like the want to just have a simple life and not have be tied to something that is difficult and hard. Like you can relate to that stuff. Yeah, but that takes a that takes a leap. Give me something to relate to, like taking a bath every day. I want a show where they just show the character taking a shower every single day. I do, though. I would love that. The worst. Because, you know, be, me and Ashley talk about this. Like when we watch shows that involve like people like Lost, for instance, stuck on an island or there's a show Yellow Jackets we're watching right now where they crash their plane. And there was actually a scene where they talk about like the girls and their periods and like how they're dealing with that. And, like you don't see that enough in, in sh- like I want to see that shit. I want to see like the woman has her period and oh shit, like she she's on this island for a week and now there's blood through her jeans like that. I know that sounds crazy and like that is I guess- crazy. Why why would you want to eat up possible exposition in a show to move the story forward to find out how Siri's dealing with her first period? Like come on, because it's realistic. Because it's realistic. No, that's ridiculous. If every show was like that, you're, like you're that person who's like, I've never seen them eat. Yeah, like, they've never sat down for a meal and made breakfast. It's like, would you just like a show where it's like someone wakes up, they have breakfast, they take a shower. They go to work. You watch them. Their work is over multiple episodes where it's like 24-esque, where it's like you see the first two hours of them at work and they're just like answering phone calls and like just like being general employees. Yes. And they come home and like have dinner and then they just like get tired, watch some TV and go to bed. Like that sounds like an entertaining show to you. If they're an interesting person, yes. And I don't think I'm alone because that's why reality shows exist. Like people want to see that. They reality want to see shows exist because doing those things. people are bananas yeah you wouldn't put like just a normal dude in a well, reality not show a normal no dude. Care. i know that but the shows that i'm talking about are shows where they're on like they're on a deserted island and crash their plane like that's not our everyday go and eat dinner i want to see how you implant a normal life into that and i think if you don't show the normal stuff then i'm not getting the full experience and i get like going to watch a show or a movie is also trying to escape from your everyday life so i i get that argument but i don't know just the further it is from reality. Nivellin offers Siri a bath. She's like, oh, my God, I haven't had one of these in forever. This is great. And like and like Geralt's hungry. So he cuts a chunk of wolf up and eats it <laughs> like that stuff is in there. Just not enough for you, apparently. Yeah. Again, I see some of the merits. That's why I'm giving the three. Geralt's hunky. Yaskier's funny, but it's just not for me. So three out of seven. It's not you, the Witcher. It's me. All right. Well, that's it, Michael. <laughs> let me guess. You'd like to know what's next? I do want to know what's up next, David. Well, I know. I know these things. Two Wednesdays from today, we will be covering Pee-wee's Big Adventure with Matt Kelly. Yes, Matt Kelly, man of many hats. Mm. He's got the Geekscape Network. He is the producer of One Hit Thunder, which you heard the Center commercial about. And we were on covering Hoopa Stakes the Reason, if you still haven't checked it out. And he also is one of the co-hosts of Horror Movie Night. So Matt is an awesome guy, and we're going to be peeweeing together. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We had a ton of fun with Chris Vifalius, and we're looking forward to uh, hanging out with Matt as well. Both good dudes. Yeah. What do we have before that, though, Div? Before that, we have a center chat, just like every other episode after a regular episode. And in this one, a little bit different, we're just going to be answering a grab bag of Witcher questions. Yeah, we have three smaller questions that we're going to talk about. You're not going to know what they are until you come listen. So that's a teaser if I've ever heard one. Yeah, we didn't have center chat when we covered season one, and we have just many questions we'd like to answer. So we're going to do them all. So come hang out with us for that. 
And uh, as always, please, if you don't, subscribe to the show. If you're on Apple, you can subscribe. If you're on Spotify, follow. It'll auto-download the episodes. really helps us. And then you don't have to remember to come find us. Like, we're always there. Yeah. And whatever you're listening on, if you like us, just rate us and tell everyone that we're great. Yes, please. Well, that's all I got, David. Until Witcher Season 3. Oh, yeah. See you guys in six years. Like the time between our Season 1 episode and our Season 2 episode, it's always better in the center. (laughs) 